The Distraction, hosted by former Deadspin writers Drew McGarry and David Roth, is a new sports podcast coming from Defector and Stitcher. Join the guys and their guests as they break down the week in sports while addressing their fair share of off-the-field issues. Whether it's discussing NBA players getting testy in the bubble, Bill Belichick cutting 80% of his roster just to keep himself interested, or horrifying takes from sports talk radio that need to be broken down, Drew and Roth are ready to serve you some hot sports action. But do stick around for a few extra distractions. You deserve them. Listen and subscribe to The Distraction, a Defector podcast, right now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Maybe I'm crazy, but I'm going to defend Kylie Jenner, and I'm, I'm ready to get in a cage with her mother. <laughs> I can't wait for this segment. It's all going to make sense very soon. Yes, yes, please. Maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. That's Brandon Newman. Hola. So we're going to talk about Game 5 and the rest of the NBA Finals yes. and Katie's injury, obviously. Um, Anthony Davis trade rumors are ramping up, so that could be very impactful. Looks like the Lakers are in front of that. The Cowboys still don't want to pay Dak Prescott. Justin Bieber inexplicably wants to fight Tom Cruise. Ooh, here for that. Uh, Odell um, talking about how hard his life is, which I'm actually on the side. I'm on the side on that one. Stop. Uh, <laughs> mellow ball doubters are losers. People who are mad at Kylie Jenner are losers. And people who don't understand uh, how middle seats on an airplane work. Middle seats? Middle seats, yes. I'm, I'm, I've got many thoughts. I could do an entire podcast on just air travel, as we've discussed. We are, we are the spot. podcast that gives other people genius ideas for podcasts True that, that yes. we don't do. Yes, and one yes. of them is just every week discussing a new issue with air travel. I'm down with that. I, I say start a segment. I've, and Raptors fans, we got to talk to you. We got yeah. to we, we have, have some talks with the Canadians. Yeah, uh, U.S. Women's National Team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wearing the, right the Taylor jersey. In another life, I was a World Cup level soccer player. Yeah. Actually, I'm I'm a decent soccer player. Yes. Not that long ago, I tore my ACL and that ended my career. Mm. Because injury when bug. you tear your ACL, no, actually, I've never had an injury, a major injury as an athlete. You just said you tore your ACL, Joy. Up until you that remember? point. Until, oh, up until that point. So not injury, but injury, never, like, injury bug one. means you have multiple injuries. Okay, I was talking about injury bug in the life of what we're going to be talking about today in oh, sports in okay. general. Okay, yeah. Because the Katie thing's put me down a long, dark path of I never got injured playing in college. I had to play yeah, a little bit more to do that. you got very emotional but about the KD injury. It, it's it's hard. You when you see it and you're reminded of like when somebody you care about on the team like goes down like that. Yeah. It sucks. No, it's yeah. a lot. Uh we'll get to it in a second. But yeah. I did I did tear my ACL playing soccer in a women's league in Miami. And um mm. What was the ceiling if you would have kept going? The women's league in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> the better one or just the no, one no, no, that there? one. Okay, cool, that cool, cool, one. cool, cool, cool. I mean it was it was legit competition. Yeah. Like oh, you had to pay, passed. we had referees, you yeah. had jerseys no, and stuff. Dang, dang, um, dang, but when it. you tear your ACL as a regular person, mm-hmm. not as a professional athlete. Very inconvenient. It literally happened the week before I started my new job as an executive producer at a radio station. Very difficult. Not the best entry. Like, to get like basically, you have to tell everyone else to do your job. Like, I can't go yeah, get anything. I'm yeah. not. I can't carry anything. That sounds nice. Not the way you really want to enter into. Like, right. hey, excuse yeah. me, I don't know you. Can you go get this for me? Because yes. obviously, I can't move. Yes, it's I, not the ideal. Soccer league. And then the rehab, it's awful. So, uh, speaking of that, all mm-hmm. of that. Oh man, Katie. All right. Well, so we thought that the Raptors were going to win. Yes. championship mm-hmm. in game five and katie is back changed everything so katie's back he comes back and plays for 12 minutes is 11 points and looks great <sighs> and then 
pops his what we think is his Achilles. We are he's getting his MRI right now as we speak as we're recording this, so we might get news during and then we'll have to change this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, either way, it looks like he's going to be out for a year, and that sucks. And I I never thought that KD was coming back for the finals at all. So when I heard the news, I was I was it's not that I was disappointed, but I was very leery of like uh, okay, like this is not. I get it. The championship's on the line. You're down three one. I know he wants to be out there. I'm sure they cleared him. Because if they didn't clear him, he's not going to be out there. Who's they? But it's, well, look, I don't think it's in the best interest of the doctor. There's a, a million, like, right. theories out there and stuff. It's not in the best interest of the doctors or the warriors to be like, oh, he's really, like, 65%. If you're, we should just get him out there. No. That doesn't, That sometimes you're going to lose. And that's just, you lose fair and square, and then you hopefully he signs back, and next year you win. It doesn't benefit the doctors to push Kevin Durant out there before he's ready. That doesn't make sense. By I'm sure reaction, KD wanted to be out there. They said it was a mutual decision. I believe that. By the reaction I saw Bob Myers post-game and the tears in his eyes and blaming himself, I feel as if there could have been something that, that they could have done differently differently that may have resulted in something else. Yeah, the thing they could have done differently is said that he was out for the rest of the playoffs, which is what they did with Kevin Kevon Looney and very then, quickly, and then all of a sudden he's back. And now he's out indefinitely again. Right, so what they could have said was, Kevin's done for the rest of the playoffs. And then if he happens to get to the point where he was last night, where he felt like he could come back, then you make that decision. But it made it a narrative for all of us, back and forth, every single day. Is KD going to play? I never thought he was, so I didn't ride that roller coaster. But everybody else did. Now... He's injured, and that changes the course of everything because I, I think that the Raptors are going to win in Game Six. If not, they're going to win in Game Seven because I don't. I, once KD went down and the fans started cheering and everyone got emotional, I was like, "All right, the, the Warriors are going to win this game." Like, there's too right. there's too yes. much emotion yes. going on right now. The Raptors for, felt embarrassed right. about the, the cheering, way, the, the even. cheering, yeah, and even if it was like, just for uh, a second. You guys get this one, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't want to focus on that right now. I felt like the, the, the Warriors were going to take that game after that happened. But here's the thing. The Raptors are a really good team. And I don't know why no one wants to say that. Mm-hmm. The whole idea that they need an asterisk next to this championship is ridiculous. People get injured. It happens. Remember when Kyrie got injured? Mm-hmm. That happened. Are mm-hmm. we going to count that against the Warriors championship? No. Because injuries are a part of the game. Yeah. And yes, I get it. Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA in the world. And he's not there, and that makes a difference. And that's really just, um, this should be shocking only to the people who thought that the Warriors were better without Kevin Durant. Right. Yeah. Which was silly. Like the discussion of, well, like they play differently. Like, yeah, they play differently when there's not someone out there scoring 35 points. You kind of have to have the ball in your hand in order to do that. So, yeah, their offense is going to look differently. But you're not better without the best player in the world on the court. That's right. nonsense. So, this is really only news to though that that group of people that thought that that was possible. I, the Raptors are a great team. They deserve this championship. I don't care about what happened with the fans. Fans freak out all the time. Right. You can go through a whole list of That whole game situations. was chaotic. Everybody was in the moment. I guarantee you when they saw KD go down, no one was thinking about the significance or the severity of the injury. They were like, oh, shit, we can win this game. Well, oh, we might win the, we might win the entire finals right now. And then they realized what was at stake and how they were acting and started to calm down. But it was a knee-jerk reaction. For sure. And like I said, we'll get into that later. The bigger implication is what happens next. So moving forward, I'm going to assume that the Raptors are going to win the championship. What changes now? I think the entire free agency 
market looks differently because yeah. guys are going to be looking at the situation with KD. One, I think KD stays now. I don't see how KD leaves amidst a catastrophic injury to New York. Like, you're not going to get the money that you thought you were going to get. I think that the Warriors do give him the, the max deal regardless because now they look like they're putting him in the category of Cousins, which he's not. He's going to come back and he's going to be great. He's not, he's not Boogie Cousins. And that's not just the Boogie Cousins, but they have kind of different body types well, yeah. and kind of different skill sets. And kind of different resumes. So the, KD does not need to be pushed into that category. But if he stays with the Warriors, he, he's they can offer him $220 million five years. If he goes anywhere else, he can get $164 million for four years. So that's $56 million he's leaving on the table. If anybody does that, it's Kevin Durant, though. Yes, but that's a lot of money, especially when you just had a catastrophic injury. Now, if he didn't, then I would agree with you. But I just don't see that happening. And I think that this has a ripple effect on the rest of the NBA, too. I think that Kawhi Leonard sees this and stays. I think Jimmy Butler very well may stay. Mm-hmm. And the the only big movements that will end up happening could end up being trades. Yeah, no, the... the like, there are going to be some other smaller free agents that move around, but the right. big impactful ones, I think, are going to be trades. Yeah, I didn't want the Raptors to win this series because I wanted Kawhi to have a reason to come to L.A. to the Clippers, which I where I wanted him to be, and I knew... Winning would be a galvanizing thing for this team and bring him together. And he might sign some one-on-one deals. Maybe one-on-one deals are kind of gone after this Durant injury as well. But this injury in itself and what KD tweeted right or posted on social media right afterwards, this feels like the galvanizing thing to bring him closer to the Warriors, seeing how much people actually care about him, how much he's actually missed. And now fans see it, which is a big part because – KD cares a lot about what people think about the situation he's in. Yeah, I think this weirdly turned the Warriors into a sympathetic figure. It's it, it's weird. This is the first time You're I've seen the Warriors. About that, Helen? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, <laughs> jump on the mic, Mr. Bay. Uh, we should have always been sympathetic because we're the best, and the best get the best, I and don't, you should don't. favor the best. Listen. He's been it's he's not been your strongest on argument, but no, I, yeah, I think no. I he's been on high saying. alert this yeah, whole this time. Is, I've been yeah. very worried about him. He's been touchy ever since. This is the least triggered I've been in days. So, Congrats. I mean that's fair. You, sh- you. you should be triggered because you're going to lose the finals, and a yeah. lot of things could possibly change for you. So I understand that, but it did it did make the we'll Warriors see. into sympathetic figures because everything that happened with KD coming back, even coming back kind of saving the the basketball side of the series because mm-hmm. there were a lot of storylines going on here but him coming back and playing as great as he was mm. for that 12 minute spam was he's like okay pace. this is everyone's watching we have to yeah. see what Kevin Durant does now he's out you saw the emotion from all of his teammates you saw the reaction from Raptors fans now all of a sudden it's like oh we, we all we all feel bad for the Warriors like they're gonna the dynasty is gonna end and now KD's gonna be out and What's going to happen? It's well, like, how, how did all that happen? Well, what happened the, to the Hampton, Hamptons Five? No, we, we, knew, we knew the dynasty would end via injury the entire time, and no one said that because that's we're not rooting for that. No, it could have ended from, ball, from Kevin Durant just leaving. But this three-peat, the three-peat is gone. It's not, it's not, it's not going to happen, well, yeah, which that, changes that everything it's moving right forward. There. It's right I still think I is I still it? think the Warriors can win in seven. I still truly believe that, but they just – for the first time, they don't have the depth to beat the Raptors. Yeah, no. Kevon Looney is out. And this is the first KD time. is definitely out, out. out. It's 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 definitely, it's not it's not there it's anymore. It's going to be tough. But this is the first time we've seen tough, this but... team, uh, this Warriors team in the finals, and the team they're playing against is just clearly better than them. So watching the 
championship muster. And let's not talk about the reason that they won by one point. The two, uh, the crazy moving pick call they had on Boogie Cousins. No, no, no. The, it, that, that was an goal easy tending, call. That is not a crazy like, call. Uh, the calls the entire time. They were calling the tending, and it was clearly a moving The Warriors screen. were at the foul line every two seconds compared to the Warriors. Like The Raptors. It, it, or, I'm sorry, the Raptors. It felt, it felt weird. I, I am a conspiracy theorist. It felt like, let's go to game six. Well, so then wouldn't they be calling oh, yeah. calls for the Warriors? It was very good for the Warriors. It was very good for the Warriors. Y'all know what I'm talking about. No, we don't, because mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. To, to, the, to the sort of sympathetic figures that we see in the Warriors now, or other people seem to see in the Warriors now, I think it speaks to something that I've wanted to say for a while, which is that when this is gone, whenever that is, whether it's next season, whether this is the moment, game three or, or game six is the end, whenever that happens... We're gonna miss the Warriors bad. Oh it's, yeah, no, it's no. real good basketball. I There's fully more agree with interesting you. stories than everywhere else but LeBron. And if like everyone's so excited to see the Warriors fall, but if it's Raptors Blazers in the finals next year, no one's gonna watch and no one's gonna care. So that was the take you're looking I think, for earlier. I think I think that we just we you know like we like the Warriors' life flashed before their eyes and our eyes, and we got to see like oh damn this was pretty great. And so I hope that that continues for the rest of the series win lose or draw well i just agree with the people won't watch the finals take because that was the same take that everyone had with this one like everyone's sick of seeing the warriors sure. and no one cares about the raptors and that's just simply not true everyone's right. gonna watch championship basketball no matter what don't watch superstars and, exactly but i do agree with you and that's why i said this earlier I, in, in the year i want to appreciate what i'm watching with the warriors because it is greatness and i don't have any personal vendetta against the warriors i think it is great basketball and it's revolutionized the game with steph curry and clay thompson have been able to do and all the credit goes to clay or to steph curry but i mean it's splash brothers for a reason mm-hmm. clay thompson made that, that yeah. as dynamic as it was but I, I i agree with that for sure but the bigger takeaway from all of this is what happened what has happened with kd is i think the narrative of the the dynasty changes a little bit they they only won one without if they end up losing this series mm-hmm. which let's assume that they do right they only won one without katie and this one they needed katie so it really the, the whole idea that this was like katie and the warriors right. doesn't make sense like i think that narrative is that, yeah, you that gotta dead that now yeah. because not only did they need katie he, he it's it's literally proven like it's in right. the proof is in the pudding they're not a dynasty with one championship lots of teams have won one championship that doesn't right. mean anything okay you had a great season and a great year and you won a championship multiple championships is what you call a dynasty mm-hmm. yep. and they needed kd to do that so i don't ever i don't i think that's all the more reason that kd should stay now because as much as it would have been great for kd to be in new york healthy now that he's not healthy i don't think he goes and now i think he's a he's a more of a bigger part of the warriors dynasty than he's gotten credit for up until this point mm-hmm. and weirdly this injury will show how important he was to this stretch yeah especially moving forward yeah so anyway i i'm obviously we all feel bad for kd like it sucks he's gonna be out and, and that's the worst losing a a superstar like in kd in, in the finals yeah. but right now it doesn't feel that way i i do want to give Kawhi props because yes. he's been absolutely incredible yes which I predicted. Okay, okay, okay. He did. He definitely. He he shot away from taking that last shot last night. Okay, so we can talk about that for okay. one second. Um, game five, end of the game, championship on the line. Kawhi, you got to do something. I don't even care if you drive in and Andre Iguodala just eats you. 
you you have to yeah. do you have to be the person like I hated that LeBron passes the ball to Kyle Korver and whatever that game was yeah. like they deserved to lose that game that way and deserved to lose that championship. Never pass to a guy named Kyle with the game on the line. You can't I mean, do it. just oh, don't. Wow. You're the superstar. You have to take. You have to do what superstars do. And I get it. It's not the right basketball move. Mm-hmm. Basketball yes. move. Okay, yes. okay. okay, but it, I don't care about that. It's the championship. Send the line. I don't care that MJ passed to Steve Kerr. I don't want to hear about that. You, this is the moment. Like this is what you. This is what you're here for. This is the heart of the champion moment. Do it. Like I don't care that you're being doubled. And and for that matter, of course they're gonna double Kawhi Leonard. Like what yes. do you mean? Yeah, they were doing that of the course time. they're gonna do that. But the longest tenured Toronto Raptor taking the last shot. Listen, that would have been great. That would have been great. I mean, think Draymond Kyle Green Lowry, being Draymond Green got a, got his hand on the ball. Like it was a good defensive no, no, play. It's no, not Kyle Lowry's no, it was, fault. It was it was it was all it was it's all the Kawhi's Warriors fault. doing what they do and they get the least amount of credit for, which is defense. Right. Warriors do not get enough credit for their defense because their offense is so dynamic. They're great defenders, and 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 kudos to Draymond. He did get a hand on it, but I don't want the ball in Kyle Lowry's hands anyway. And that's not disrespect to Kyle Lowry, who who whose reputation I think has been just completely shined in the in the past couple yeah. days. So it's um, quite, quite the rebrand. Yes. No. Total yeah. total glow up. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Of course. That Mark Stevens nonsense. Yes. He was. He was. He anytime is. someone, anytime someone gets shoved and shows restraint, it's an it's an instant glow up. That's the only oh, time that, he that, hasn't that. looked insane the whole series. But I'll give you no. That. He was under the Harry Potter invisibility cloak until this final started. So <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. That one. Yeah. And Marcus Saul leading the team, like I, the team, the Raptors team is too good for the Warriors. I don't know if Steph and Clay can muster the Splash Brothers magic to win this series when the Raptors are that good deep into the bench. They're not going to shoot the way that they shot in Game 5 for the rest of the series. At the, like, it's insane. And the the emotions of everything that happened with KD are going to drop down. I, I think t- Toronto wins the series. I hope it doesn't come down to another last-second shot with Kawhi <laughs> passes yeah. around to, to Kyle Lowry. Although, if you want to get a three-pointer, corner three is the best shot, I suppose. Um, but nobody thought that was going in, right? Win for KD. Regardless of Draymond no. is there. I Sean Hill did, huh? No. You know, but why not? That is a good, <laughs> that's a good way to look at that. With it. With it. Quit. What? With it. We about to turn up in this bitch. All right, what am I winning or quitting today? Pelicans' new EVP David Griffin announced that they are open to a deal involving multiple teams but are in no rush to trade Anthony Davis. Realistic landing spots for the six-time All-Star are trickling down, but AD has made it clear that he would like to end up with either the Knicks or the Lakers. Joy, Anthony Davis will be a Pelican at the beginning of the season. Quit it or quit it. Oh, quit it. For what? sure. Also, is David Griffin famous enough that we don't have to call him EVP? Because I don't like EVP. Yes, okay. Of basketball operations? What do you want? I mean, David Griffin? I think we can just call not. him David Griffin. No, no. She, you asked a question. She said yes. The answer is no. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I disagree. I think if you is that the are, name of the son on Family Guy? If you, David are a, if you are a Thank sports you. person, you know who David Griffin is, right? Incorrect. Uh, do you have to say what 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 the hell is Rob Polinka's title? President of Kobe's friend. Kobe's friend, right? President of being Kobe's friend. I mean, uh, if Rob you're Polinka? we're in LA, that's different. And all the mess that's been going on, that's different. It's I, in the zeitgeist. I, now. I, I, my vote is that he's just David Griffin. Okay, I will never say EVP again <laughs> before David Griffin. I mean, if you feel comfortable, all right, that's or? enough. Um, it's getting confusing for people. 
The point is, he is definitely going to get traded. And I think that this is going to be the most impactful movement of a superstar because of what just happened to KD. He's going to get traded, but I don't think he's going to get traded before February. No, I think he is because the draft is next week. And they want to know what their pieces are that they're going to get. And if they're going to trade for a draft piece in this particular draft, like the number four pick, they want to be able to make that pick, not have the Lakers make that pick for them and then be comfortable with whoever it is. Because I think everyone agrees after the number three pick in this draft, we don't really know what we're getting from each person. I'm not everyone, but I can continue, please. Okay. Well, most people feel Mm -hmm. like there are three locks in this draft, the top three picks. Mm -hmm. That's Zion, John Morant, and R.J. Barrett. Barrett. Mm -hmm. And from there, you can move it around. So if you are getting the number four pick from the Lakers, you want to be able to move that around yourself. So I think that they're going to get this done before the draft next week. And they have to get it done quickly if that's the case. So. Because the draft, like I just said. Well, that's not true. I mean, sometimes there's fake news, and I think this is fake news. I'm calling fake news on this. On EVP David Griffin, you're calling calling, fake news? I'm calling David Griffin, it's just David Griffin, putting out (laughs) fake news on this. I don't think the Knicks have the pieces. Now, basically, they want an all-star, a player that has the potential, a young player that has the potential to be an all-star, and two first-round picks. I think that's a haul for Anthony Davis. Maybe it's just that... Uh, look, look, it's just that Anthony Davis has not been able to lead his, his team to anything of note. So I think that's just too much for Anthony Davis. I understand Anthony Davis is very young, and he hasn't had a whole lot of talent around him, and he has been in New Orleans, which up until this point didn't have the best management. But I don't know. When you look at what the Lakers originally offered them, <laughs> I mean, what? It's a, Like, I was reading it today on The Hurt, and I honestly almost – like well we're not on national television but i almost cursed like what what are what what do you mean what was it what was it it was was josh hart brandon ingram lonzo ball kyle kuzma and two picks what two first round picks that is what magic did behind genie bus's back and behind palinka's back we don't know if that would have went through he was just wilding like magic was wilding for lebron that's what it was that's all that was listen there's never been a there's never been an easier fire than del demps Facts. What are True you think? What are you thinking? Yeah. What are you thinking? What are you doing? I've never seen an easier fire. Like what? Wh- wh- what? I couldn't believe that. But anyway, that's not going to happen this time around. The point is, I don't think that the Knicks have the the draft pieces anymore, unless they're going to give the number three pick for Anthony Davis. And they, and, they don't, and they don't want to do all, all that because they already no. did something similar similar to that for Carmelo Anthony, and we all know how that turned out. So, because of what happened with KD and the injury, I think Kawhi is going to end up staying in Toronto now. KD is going to end up staying in Golden State because of the injury. I don't think that Jimmy Butler is better than Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. So if I'm the Lakers, I'm more interested in getting that done than I am enticing Jimmy Butler to come here. And I also think Jimmy Butler is going to end up staying. So there's uh, there's some other big free agents out there. Kemba's out there. Mm -hmm. Chris Middleton. Um, but I, I, this, is, this is the boogie, but uh, this is the move that I think the Lakers should make, and I think they should be aggressive about it. I don't think they should give up what they were originally going to give up, obviously, but the number four pick is good for me, and I would like for them to be able to hold on to Lonzo and Kuzma in this spot, if they can make that yes. work. Now, Brandon Ingram has some kind of questionable health, health situation, mm-hmm. which I'm sure makes teams uncomfortable, and we don't know much about it, but that, like we saw what happened with Chris Bosh. Disaster. Like obviously everyone feels bad for Chris Bosch, but that was that was a disaster for the Heat. So if you're if it's anything similar to that situation, teams are gonna want to stay away from that in a trade. Well, if David Griffin is paying attention to what happened with Kawhi and Pop last season, he wouldn't trade his superstar all star to the West. 
that's why I'm not thinking that Anthony Davis is going to end up with the Lakers. It's going to be the the Celtics are going to make a proposal. There's going to be a multiple team deal to get Anthony Davis away from the Pelicans, in my opinion. that All that always sounds nice, and I get it, if you have those options on the table. But I think if David Griffin is smart, he's looking towards the future more than worrying about if Anthony Davis is in the West. Because What's the future? Either, the future future, like the, what what you're getting for Anthony Davis. You're building around a young superstar okay. as it is in Zion Williamson. You're not going to win a championship this year. Your goal should be to put together a team that you can grow and develop mm-hmm. and build into a perennial playoff and championship level team. Not worrying about, well, if we've traded Anthony Davis to the West, then we have to play him a couple times. We make the other team better. The other team a is going to be better. A couple times. Look, look, LeBron has three more years with the Lakers, and then he's done. All right? We all know that that's it. He might hang on for one more year so he can play with Bronny somewhere. That's We're, we're done with that. Right, all right? Yeah. That, that's, 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 that's a whole other lifetime from now. No one is worried about that. Right. Okay, yeah, exactly. We'll be with the Heat, yeah. and that, that'll be that. Mm-hmm. All right, so no one's worried about that. So for the next three years, you should be focusing on getting players there that are going to not only benefit Zion Williamson, because that's that's who you're building your franchise around, right. but who, who can develop alongside him. You're not going to bring in a bunch of veterans and like, I mean, one or two here, but you already have Drew Holiday. Like, that's how that's how I believe David Griffin should grow his team and organization, especially if you're going to change the culture there, which you have to do if you're bringing in Zion Williamson, because the whole point, aside from his skill, is his marketing and gravitas. Right. So if you if you have this mismatch situation, it doesn't work. And then you what? You're wasting years of Zion Williamson like the Cavs did with LeBron. I, uh, my argument is when you have the biggest trading piece in Anthony Davis, there's no rush to do anything with him. You wait for the best offer. And I don't think the best offer is going to be there because he has a chance to be greedy. There's too much risk there involved. Like, anything can happen. Okay. And right now you have the piece, and sometimes you keep waiting for the best offer of the best offer, and then you, you lose leverage and people move around and things happen, and then those opportunities aren't there anymore. And we saw what just happened with Kevin Durant. Anthony Davis is still working out. Anything can happen. <sighs> At any time. So it's not like he's sitting around on a couch all day long. What if, what if he has an injury while he's training? He's in a lot of Men in Black promos right now. I don't even want to talk. I, honestly, <laughs> yes. I've got to be honest with you. I don't. I do not want to discuss those promos. I don't want to discuss them. Don't want to discuss them. I, I, I saw. I saw like the, the the trio, and I was like, I can't. I I can't even process what's happening no, right now. No, don't do that because it sounds like you're mad at Chris Paul. <laughs> I said it. I said it. I didn't say, oh my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that either, no. What happened? A lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of kicks. What was I was turned around for five minutes? A lot of kicks on goal. Tell him what you're seeing. Joy just turned around and saw Is that fake? The U.S. is up 7 nothing. no. I mean, it would were. be a really good trick if you guys were faking right now. No, they were. I mean, That's a good note for the future that we will <laughs> hopefully use. I'm, I'm kind of mad. Four, four go- three goals. I'm more that I didn't see well, it. Time passed. <laughs> I mean, they have able. they have reserves in now, right? Obviously. Yeah, but the reserves, like, they just brought in Carly Lloyd. Oh, yeah. She was the best player yeah, in the so last She was a beast so. back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's not like. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, um, all right, what's next? Yeah, what's next? <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott should be settling on a contract extension sooner rather than later. After the Eagles locked up Carson Wentz for a long-term four-year deal worth $128 million, everyone is expecting Dak to have a big payday. Joy, the Cowboys are going to make Dak Prescott the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Quit it or quit it? I gotta quit it, and I don't. I really don't understand why. What do you mean? You think it? You think it's your back of the truck? What other option do they have? Here's what I don't understand about about 
NFL franchises who struggle with paying their quarterback, right? Where the where's the other quarterback? Do you have another quarterback? Okay. Yes. I, the fact that they haven't paid him yet is the issue because now that they've waited so long, the price keeps going right. up. Right. Give him an extension. And Jared Goff is going to sign eventually, and then that price is going to continue to move up. He and was just in the Super Bowl. He has the most wins by a starting quarterback since 2016. Only Tom Brady has more. Only Tom Brady. And look, I'm not comparing Dak Prescott to Tom Brady, but Dak Prescott is the the Cowboys franchise quarterback. Yeah. I don't know why everyone struggles with this. Yeah. And this whole idea that he should take less money, do have we discussed this before? No, you talked me off have of I talk, it. Have I talked about this you before? Talk, I feel like I've talked about this before. Yes. Yes. Miss me with telling him to take less money. He has been on a rookie contract, which has paid him an average of $680,000 per season. He has the most wins by a starting quarterback since 2016. So this whole idea that, like, well, he should take less money, like Tom Brady takes less money, so then you can put more pieces around them, and then you can make a Super Bowl team. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Uh, what? Oh, oh, that Bill Belichick coaches the Cowboys. Does he coach the Cowboys? I agree with that. No, Bill Belichick does not does not coach the Cowboys. Yeah. Sir Clapalot coaches the Cowboys. Okay. <laughs> yes, he do. First yeah. of all, mm-hmm. that's that, that's not the case. Yeah. And he's been on a rookie deal, a fourth round rookie deal, yeah. all this time, and you haven't been able to put the pieces around him with all that flexibility to get to a championship. So why would he take less money now? What have you proven? Tom Brady taking less money makes sense. Bill Belichick is his coach. He went to a Super Bowl in what, his second year in the league? Yeah. They got pretty far last year on that rookie contract, and the pieces were around. That defensive line was great at the end of the season. As I said, they would be. That running game is great. They are going to have to pay Amari Cooper. They're going to have to pay Ezekiel Elliott. So Jerry's going to have to pay someone. I don't know if he's going to get some private jet deals for some people to get paid uh, a supplemental income, but the Cowboys are good. They have big-name stars. They have drafted well. They continue to draft well. This is going to be a problem that they're going to continue to have as long as they're in contention in the NFC, which they will be. Yeah, the thing is, is everyone has this problem. It, it, it's like, it's like, where did this news come from? Like when everyone was talking about how short Kyler Murray is. Did he just get short? Did he shrink? He's always been this size. Why yes. is this news to anyone? You have to pay your quarterback. That's how it works. If you want to get ahead of it and give him and, and, and handle it the way that they did Carson Wentz, then you're smart. You can do it that way. Everybody knows that Dak Prescott isn't Tom Brady, but you don't need to be Tom Brady because okay. guess what? There's only one Tom Brady. So stop acting like that is just a thing that exists out there. It doesn't. He's going to he'll be in the top five paid uh, paid quarterbacks if he if this deal goes through because Carson's making what thirty two a year that puts him at number four. You got Russell Wilson at thirty five. Ben Roethlisberger at 34 a year. That's the market. Like, that's what they get paid. That's how it works. Those guys are proven winners. I guess, I mean, he's won, but hasn't won the the, the game. He's got to win the game. Read that list again for me, please. Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, then Carson Wentz, and then Matt Ryan is probably going to Oh, yeah, Carson Wentz, four. Matt Ryan. They've won lots of those big games, right? Where's that? They got rings or something I miss, maybe? Car- Does Carson that- Wentz have multiple injuries? Carson Wentz getting the bag is the crazy part. Did Matt Ryan blow the Super Bowl in the most historic fashion of all time? You could argue the Patriots defense, you know, did their job. Bill Belichick coaches defense. You could argue the other side as yeah, well. Of course. Because he was the quarterback in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I don't care about that. That's what the market is. You pay them what the market is. Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback. You have to pay him as such. It's just the way that it works. I, what I'm really actually hoping for at this point is that they don't they don't give him money, and then they ha- they draft a new f- new quarterback, mm. and then they're terrible for like the next ten years. That's what I'm actually starting to hope for because it's so. And Kellen Moore's the head silly. coach. 
Are you yes. kidding me? Make, no, I'm not. I'm not joking. Zero percent joking. And I always root for the Cowboys to be good because yeah. I, that's good for for it's me. Good for everyone. It's, it's good, good for, for America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is good for it's America. Good for America. So, you know what else is good for America? Sign Dak Prescott and make sure that he's a franchise quarterback. Oh, you know you should bring back Tony Romo. That's what I wish for. I changed my mind. Let's bring Tony Romo back. Those were fun years. Bring Tony Romo back, and you know you can pay him whatever. Fred since G. You clearly don't want to pay quarterbacks. And uh, yeah, Fred Gilly. Yeah. yeah. And, Jerry's just making that. sure it's the exactly correct number. All right. Okay, you're gonna keep. You waiting. can say whatever you want to say about that Jerry number Jones. Number keep going up. But he's a businessman. Then he's that number keep going up. Out. That's all I'm saying. That number keep going up. I'm, I'm saying this goes on for much longer. I'm gonna start lighting my candles and saying my prayers to the sports gods yeah. that you guys bring back Tony Romo. Johnny Manziel's still out there. What? Uh, is he, he going by John now, or is it just Johnny? I, I can't keep up. He's not Johnny Mr. Football Manziel. anymore. Mr. Definitely not that. Mr. Canadian Football. If he's going by John, then I'm Johnny probably, huh? Ugh. I don't get it. Oh. <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Raptors fans are petty. So uh, we we all learn something as a world. Uh, every once in a while, everyone learns something at the same time. Right. Yes. Uh, last night, watching the uh, game five mm-hmm. when KD went down, and then it's Canadians aren't really that nice. Turns yeah. out, turns out you're fake nice. They have to think about it. Yeah, exactly. You fake nice, you got to think about it. Fake nice. So KD went down with uh, with a catastrophic injury, mm-hmm. and look. Not everyone in the arena started cheering, all right? No. I, I, it bothers me immensely when people paint an entire fan base as, like, derelicts, all right? right? There was a couple drunk people, enough that it made enough noise that it sounded like an arena, but it's an arena. So they were cheering, and some people were waving, like, bye. And then, you know, Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka kind of went like this, right. and, and a couple fans, too, actually, mm-hmm. were turning around, like, waving at the fans that were cheering, telling them to stop. And then in, in Canadian fashion, they all stopped and started clapping and, and chanting KD. So As they, he the they court, had yes. a moment, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's just because, you know, the Americans have been hanging around with them too long, right? That's just, uh, <laughs> too that, much that, that, exposure to Americans. Too much exposure to American us. television. Right. right. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm, I'm blaming this on. Uh, look, it's obviously awful that they were cheering KD's injury. You never want to cheer someone when someone gets injured. Like, it sucks anyway because you always want to beat a team when they're at their best so that there's no argument that you are the best. Mm-hmm. So KD being out absolutely sucks for everyone, including the Raptors, because I don't want to have that conversation about, oh, well, they didn't really win because it wasn't KD. It, that, that, that's bullshit. There's right. injuries that are a part of every single championship, no matter what sport it is, and you can make that argument for the end of time. So mm-hmm. they, they, they beat who they beat, when they were available, you can't control injuries, so I don't want to hear about that. But shame on those fans for, for cheering. It is a, a terrible look. It stripped the Raptors of any goodwill that they had. Because yeah. anyone who was rooting for the Warriors, just I mean, rooting for the Raptors just because they didn't want to see the Warriors win, were then put in a, in a position where they're like, well, that's lame, so I'm not going to root for the Raptors anymore because I didn't care about the Raptors to begin with, and they are in Canada. And now their fans turn out to be jerks like the rest of us. Yeah, that said, I don't think anyone needs to freakishly overreact to the situation because we have many examples of fans losing their minds and, I don't know, burning entire cities down and right. flipping over cars and right. starting bonfires in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. And throwing beers. Throwing beers and batteries and right. all kinds of other horrible things. And we just tell we just say the fan base is bad. Right. This is Drake's fault. Okay. That's a, that's Talk shit, act nice. That's the Drake. That's what Canadians do now. He's the most popular Canadian. Joy was close. You were very close when you said this is the fault of the Americans around. No. This is the fault of the most prominent forward-facing <laughs> Canadian 
Aubrey Drake. Aubrey he was Graham, the only person Drake, in there. He was Aubrey the only Drake, person. Graham. He was the only. That's the that's the right one. He's the only person in there who wasn't cheering when KD went down. As, as a true you Raptors fan, you don't think the precedent of over the top behavior, talk shit, act nice, is is a Drake phenomenon that those people are learning from? I'm saying talk, talk shit, act nice is actually a good way to explain what happened. Yes, but so you might not be but that they don't far even talk off. Jimmy they Kimmel did a thing goodbye. where he Jimmy Kimmel went, Jimmy Kimmel did a thing where he walked around and asked everyone in Toronto to say, talk shit about the Warriors, and they was like, "Oh no, why would I do that?" <laughs> oh, I no, they're, they're a good team, and if they win, you you're, know, they because really? they're they're champions. You're citing the comedy bit as proof now. <laughs> I mean, you've been no, you you've been on no, the bits, Brandon. I am citing you know the comedy you bit because yeah. every year they would send them down to Miami and be like, "Name the starting five to like some random drunk person on South Beach." Fine, five be, idiots, but, like, boom, a piece. It's like, oh, name the starting five. Uh, Dwayne Wade, um, Shaq, um, Haslam, uh, Haslam, uh, 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 Hardaway. Um, like so, just Ronnie Cycle like, and every Wanda yeah Morning. exactly, and everyone would be like, "Oh, see, Heat fans don't know basketball." It's like, you, okay, do you that guy's like ten giant margaritas with the Coronas upside down in them? In. Like, are you serious right now? Uh, why am I using this? I was like a crown mic. Hey, the staff mic was crazy. The point is, super petty at a Raptors fans, not a good look, uh, and that is exactly why they lost because the basketball gods looked down upon that and were like, "We were going to give you this game Karma, and, and, really. and a complete." Uh, gentlemen sweep of this dynasty and now we got to take it away as we give it so we shall take away and also the emotions of the Warriors like they weren't going to lose that game after KD went out yeah they went up and the, and the Raptors went down yeah. simple as that it's time for Hockey Loki Hockey Loki we're getting better that was okay that was good Hockey Bieber wants to smoke Loki no one thinks he's ready alright so out of nowhere Justin Bieber decided to go on Twitter and he said he wanted to challenge Tom Cruise to a fight in the octagon. Mm. He said, Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared. Spelled you are wrong, which is just... <laughs> the best. Uh, I am here for that. I love it. It's it's Language is subjective. No, it's and not. And the words are. It's not, and it's the number one thing. It's the number one way to ether someone on Twitter when they're coming at you. If oh, they have ether. bad grammar. No, you have to care to, to get ethered. I mean, it's... it's No, no, no. There's, you can't come back from it. You cannot come back from an insult if you have bad grammar. It's, okay. It, Few things are truly that satisfying to me as when a troll is trying to insult me and yeah. they have bad grammar. It's like, oh, it's like chicken noodle soup on a cold day. It's so, so good. Anyway, you're scared and you will never live it down. Who is willing to put on the fight? And then he tags Dana White. Uh, Conor McGregor got involved yes. and said that he would put it on. Uh, mm -hmm. He also said that he would fight someone. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Um, I don't think Mark Wahlberg's taking that fight. He's got a big ego. I, Marky I would Mark watch. Got a big ego. I would not recommend it myself. Okay. Um, but anyway. I've watched that too, though. So apparently sports books are taking this seriously. There's already odds on it. Tom Cruise no, being 31 years Justin Bieber senior is favored <laughs> tremendously. Tom Cruise favored. Bieber, everybody Bieber, loves that he does his own stunts. Oh, guess what? Justin Bieber dances all the time. I'm sure he's athletic. Well, so you run around. Floyd Mayweather has vouched for Justin Bieber's boxing skills, mm -hmm. but it, it's as we all know in a fight, you can look like a fighter all you want. Right. It's not so much about can you throw punches; mm -hmm. it's about can you take punches. Yes, because in a fight, you're going to get hit. Yes, and it's usually the person that can't take a punch mm -hmm. that loses the fight. Exactly, because everybody looks good when they get in their little boxing stance. Mm, can you not get everybody. hit? Though? 
Well, true. Execution uh, is important. Execution, <laughs> right? In the fight, as Mike Tyson says, uh, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Right. Yes. So Tom Cruise is heavily favored. He's he's 31 years Justin Bieber senior. He's also two inches shorter. I don't know if the short part matters so much. I am more reach. inclined to focus on the crazy part. The one thing you don't want to fight when you are in an amateur fight yes. is the crazy person. Right. That's fair. Yes. Because yes. they have crazy strength. Yeah, and you don't know what they're going to do, and, like Mike Tyson. Uh, right. Yeah. But Tom Cruise isn't quiet, but he is most certainly widely considered to be crazy. Yeah. So uh, I think we all agreed on that with the couch jumping situation. It was kind yes. of the moment we were like, oh. Crazy in love, some would say. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, the point is, uh, I'm, going with, I'm going with Tom Cruise in this fight. No disrespect to Justin Bieber, but... I've just heard good things about about Tom Cruise's athletic ability. Vin Rames right. came on the herd mm-hmm. and said that Tom Cruise is incredibly athletic. I know, but I, I guess I got I got to go to the religion part of it and just you know I mean Bieber's newfound faith in God. I just I, he's got to be he's got to be more ready than the Scientology uh, Scientology Tom. No, I actually think Scientology has has been preparing Tom Cruise for this. <laughs> For the past, like, 20 years. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the documentary? They go through no, it. a lot of them. Anyway, the point is, um, this got everyone discussing who they would fight mm-hmm. if they were to fight someone 31 years older than that. Yes. I'm 32, so I, I gave it a little Google machine, yes. a celebrity, and I had to make a selection. Yes. And I actually wound up with the perfect option, which is uh, Chris Jenner. <laughs> now, I will explain why I picked Chris Jenner. Because okay. overall, I, I got a lot of respect for Chris Jenner. Yeah. So yeah, I, so, so the point is, I don't want to fight Chris Jenner and like I want to beat Chris Jenner up because I most certainly don't. Right. Um. But if I had to fight someone yes. who's thirty one years my senior in a say celebrity uh, charity octagon match, right. one I feel like I, I, it would be a good fight because I feel like Chris Jenner is the only one in that family that can fight. That's for sure. <laughs> I know that that's without question. Chris Jenner is the only one that can fight in that family. Uh, are we kind of people married into the family? Yes. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm riding. I'm riding. I think... I mean, Kay- married Kaylin, into the family? Like, like associated like Kay- with the Kaylin, family? Kaylin, no, Kaylin like Black China can for sure throw down. Right, yes, okay, of course, but, yes. but married into the family, yes, I'm still going with Chris Jenner okay. over everyone. Like, okay. I'm taking Chris Jenner over all daughters. She's so nice. She's so agreeable. She is the mastermind behind the entire <sighs> planet. Like, literally, she runs the planet. If you are trying to figure out why everything on Earth happens, it's Chris Jenner. She runs everything. People gully behind she text your, messages she and emails. She makes your decisions for you. Okay. Because the Kardashians are on the earth, and she is right. the mama bear. Okay. So anyway, I think it'd be a good fight. Yeah. Um, obviously, I would win, but uh, I think it would be scrappy, and we would give the people a good show. Yeah, you actually would win. Who is 31 years older than you that you would fight? 29 years young. Shouts out to February. Um, Ashley sent me a list of 60-year-olds. To, to spar with. I was looking around. I was like, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, maybe. Like, maybe you can teach me some science on so how to beat somebody good. up. Um, Hugh Laurie. I didn't really like House. Um, but then I saw Vin Rame sitting there with his little hat all tilted to the side, all big. And Vin Rame just stuck with me because I was watching one of his, like, celebrity crazy names. And his daughter's name is Rainbow, spelled R-E-I-G-N hash mm-hmm. B-E-A-U. Right. And his son's name Freedom. So freedom reigns and, and rainbow reigns, and I it's it's never set well with me. And I've sized them up. I'm ready to fight for Reigns. I, I, I can't 
<laughs> have you seen Baby Boy or? Yes, and that's why I'm ready to fight in Reigns for Teresa's honor. Five. Like I'm ready to, <laughs> for mean, Jody. I'm ready to fight. Yeah, I'm, did you see how that ended for Jody? Listen, it's you talked so about, much worse. You, for you brought it down. Let me break. You break it down. Let me break it down. Have you listen, seen? Listen, I can take some punches, and I know he can take some punches. But I just, I just feel like he's going. And he boxes in martial arts in his spare time. He gets for he. I'm okay getting knocked out by him. That's what I'm saying. You got to pick somebody you're okay losing <laughs> That's to. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? That you got to pick. A, but like, and I'm ready for the battle. I'm just like two bears in the ring. No, just no. Like, he is going to for sure Joy, bear you're, slap you. You're underestimating He's going to hit you. He's going to hit you with this part of his hand like this. Like I am, so fast. It's going to be so loud. I am. We're going to be like, oh. I am refining, <laughs> I'm refining my athleticism. I'm refining my athleticism. I was a, I was a collegiate athlete. I was an All-American. Like, listen. It's hard to turn better, it off. Better options for you than a clear and obvious beatdown by Ving Rhames. Okay? Nikki Six. You could clearly take Nikki Six. I'm not. Okay? I know. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's so obvious. Why would I want to fight somebody that can't fight back? Why? I mean. Why? Do I want to get punched in the face. I'm crazy, too. Viggo Mortensen is not bad, either. Viggo Mortensen, I it feel too racial with Green Book. Um, that's fair. Flavor yeah. uh, Flav. Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. I'm, not, I'm not getting metal on my hands. Yeah, I'm Vin Rames, that big meefy guy. I mess him up for all of us. I might, I know, but yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. That that seems political as well. I don't want the Secret Service at my door. I mean, John I John McEnroe is not a good choice. He would definitely beat no. your ass. That's for sure. You say? I'm not. I'm I'm a I can, tennis player, a I, former tennis player. I don't promote violence, but I can fight. I'm not trying to do all this right now. I, me and Vin Rames go toe to toe. We can see what happens. Moving on, I just feel like that that was a that's a poor choice by you. That's I I I think that ends badly for you. Um, I. I actually hope this fight this fight happens because I, I would be 100% watching. High key, I believe that we will win. Low key, we did. I believe that we will win. Okay, we, we did. did. Hey. All right, we didn't just win. Uh, no. We demolished Thailand. It was it was, it was um, a trotting. Uh, I don't know the word I'm gonna use. It was, it was a, something. It was a lot. Yeah, the end games felt felt very. Uh, um, what did we do? We dominant. Uh, what's the guy's name? Thanos. Thanos. We Thanos. The snap. Thailand. Bye. So Alex Morgan had herself a game. Five goals. Let's just run down the list of the ladies that scored. Let's see. Alex Morgan had five. Rose Lavelle had two. Lindsay Horan had 32. Did I say that right? Horan. Okay, I can cut that. Sorry. Sam Mewis had two. Megan Rapinoe had one. Mallory Pugh A had one. And Carly Lloyd had two. Dang, for Carly a total, Lloyd. For the, a total of 13. Ooh, I mean, we, we the game was on, and every time you looked up, they was up two points. It, it's, uh, yeah, two goals. Yeah, it was, uh, it was yeah, insane. Yeah, um, two point goals. Nice, nice little, <laughs> nice little warm-up game for the U.S. Women's National Team. Actually, fun fact, um, since we, you know, we, we, we like to keep it, uh, keep it real around here. Mm -hmm. They actually scored more goals uh, than the men's team scored in the 2010 World Cup, 2014 World Cup, and the, also in the 2018 World Cup. Um, who won the world? They didn't make, they didn't qualify. In. Oh. 2018. Uh -oh, uh, but women do it. That's good. High key, Odell is keeping it 100. And low key, people think he's complaining. Okay. Uh, all right. So, also this week, Odell shared some thoughts on uh, the adversity that he faces mm -hmm. in an interview with Albert Breer. He said, I don't think anybody knows what it's like to be me, what I go through on a daily basis. Like every single thing I have to deal with, it's Tough. something that nobody else I feel like has to deal with. I feel like I'm in a way different position than anyone else in the NFL. I feel like I deal with more. I take more. There's things I've done in the past, but as a man, I've tried to grow a lot and I try to put a lot of stuff behind me. And I 
and it's like it just keeps getting brought up. Now, people kind of flipped out about this, like, oh, you know, Odell's whining, and nobody ever wants to hear anyone, like, famous or rich complain about right. their life, which, for the most part, I understand. But I don't think that's what Odell's saying here. And I'm actually on Odell's side. Odell is a very unique individual in that he is an international star as an NFL player, yes. which is very rare. Yes. He has, I think, I mean, how many more followers does he have than the, than the next highest Instagram following he on He puts out a video every NFL. time he hits another million, so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's he a lot. He cares about it, yeah. It's a lot. And he is the most visible and famous uh, rock star level international star that the NFL has. And he gets scrutiny because of that, and also because he's super talented and people want to see him display that talent. Now, the Browns are going to be super noisy all year long, because that's mm -hmm. what the Browns do. Amen. And uh, I'm grateful for it. Thank you for the content. That's what we do. So yeah. more of it, more yeah. noise. Every week. More Let's noise, the better. But I do sympathize with Odell in this. Like When you look at what Odell has to deal with because of those situations, which for the most part he's brought on himself, but also because he is that talented and that mm -hmm. visible, and he was in New York, and he was with Eli Manning, and he was with a team that gets scrutinized no matter what, whether they're good or bad, because right. they are the New York Giants. I think you have to do you have to realize like everything comes with something else, right? Like fame comes with lack of privacy. True. Like money yep. comes with more things you have to pay, pay for. for. <laughs> like exactly. it's just like so yeah. everything has something to it. Mm -hmm. And like everybody wants more money and everybody wants like a clout and uh, and all that. All he's saying is that he deals with a, with it more uniquely than everybody else in the league does. I don't think he's saying like everyone in, no one in life can relate to what I'm going through. I don't think that's what he's saying. I think he's talking about the league and he's right. He does deal he deals with stuff that nobody else in the league has to deal with. But that was intentional and that was I feel like that's his part. Like that, coming into the NFL, I feel like this is who he wanted to be. This is who he wanted to be known as like a huge rock star, someone who's looking for pictures with the helmet off versus the helmet on. And he's a he's a entertainer, right? He did as I'm saying. He a did character. bring this on himself, but yeah. he, th that doesn't mean he's out of line for saying that you can't relate to what I deal with, because no one can. Right. The closest star to Odell in the league is Tom Brady, and Tom Brady is not he's not out there like this. The 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 Tom versus Time documentary was the first time that we ever saw anything that went on with his family or where he lives they or his relationship. The they both were the Met Gala. Oh, well, Pod Tom didn't come this year. Last year it was Pod Tom, true, so they true. weren't both yes, there last yes. year. Because regular fair. Tom was somewhere else. But I, I do, I do sympathize with him in this regard, and I do think that he deals with stuff that everybody else has to deal with. I don't think that that's going to be an excuse moving into this season. Like starting off not going to OTAs, which I have no problem with, because OTAs are a glorified walkthrough. Right. I have no problem with that. But yeah. starting off not being there, and then if they struggle at all during the beginning of the season, it's going to be up a thousand trillion because they brought all these expectations on themselves mm -hmm. from all the noise, and it, it's going to be bad. But I, I am on Odell's side with this. Like he is keeping it real when it comes to that. Loser power, power rankings. Loser power, power rankings. These are the losers, losers of the week. Okay. So we had LeVar Ball on last week. We did. And uh, don't get it twisted. LeVar said it on the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast first. Man. That Melo would go number one overall. Mm -hmm. um, and that he was going to go to either Australia or China. We had it first. Yes. But. We do that. Melo, Melo is going to be very impactful in the NBA. And if you don't believe that, you just you're just not watching him. And Clearly. like that's fine. Like Clearly. I get it. People get get angry and irritated with the ball family for mm -hmm. whatever reason and that's fine. Like that's part of what's made them into what they are. Yeah. That they are polarizing. But Melo is going to be much better than Lonzo. 
And he Ooh. is not only going to be better than Lonzo, he is going to have more of an impact on the league than Lonzo because Lonzo is quiet. Lonzo has mm. started to come out of his shell a little bit, a little bit more. But Melo is yeah. swagtastic. Okay? Yes. Dripping. Dripping. Drip, drip. Yes. All the time. Mm -hmm. He had his Drew League premiere, 25 points, six assists, mm. five boards, three steals. And everyone was like, oh, my God, Mellow Ball. Like, yeah, he's been here. He right. also went and played overseas as a high schooler, like Lamar said, <laughs> yeah. which you can laugh at and think that he's crazy. But that's a very unique maturing yes. experience. Yes. Also, the one thing about Mello that I find interesting when it comes to comparing him to Lonzo, which I think they have two, two different games, although he is an incredible passer just like Lonzo. Yes. Melo's body is more mature than Lonzo's was at this age. Yeah. I mean, like, Lonzo hit what Melo's body is last year. Yeah, I was going to... I'm talking uh, about, like, strength, yeah. like, girth. Melo already has that. And mm -hmm. he's going to get more, but he already has that now. So, I, I, like, I'm I'm fully on the on the Melo ball train. Like, I, I do think he's going to be number one overall. And if you're, if you're doubting it, like, cool, at me. I'm fine with that. But he is going to be impactful. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be the face of the league. That's what I'm saying. That, that that I'm more on that mindset, and that's why I'm wondering, like, these people who call themselves basketball fans, NBA fans, any way, shape, or form, like, why aren't you just evaluating talent and looking forward to the, what's coming? We were watching Zion dunk for years before it got to this point. Like, well, because he's, cause he's a ball, and, that, like, people want them to fail, which I think is stupid, but... He's just good. No, he's he just is. great at he, playing basketball. He is really good. Yeah. Um, all right, next, uh, people are really mad at Kylie Jenner. Mm -hmm. So have you... Do you watch Handmaid's Tale? I don't. Okay. I've but, seen the first episode. Okay, so you do... You understand... The premise of Handmaid's Tale. Though. Yes. You understand what it's about. Wife sitting there, husband yeah, there, holding. Okay. It. So if you don't know what Handmaid's Tale is, basically it is um, society has been taken over by these religious um, fanatics and women are not able to reproduce anymore. Right. So the women that can have babies are separated from the women who can't. And then there's like a class system for the women who can't. Like if you can cook, then you are in this class and I feel like you're completely useless. You get sent out to clean up like toxic waste um, and basically women are enslaved and the purpose is to repopulate the earth. And it's it's run by religious, the whole like country is run by religious fanatics. They kill everyone who doesn't agree with them and like wipe out the press and they control everything. And it's very, it's an oppressive society. I know it's that deep. It's based on a book and it's very eerie to some of the laws and things. Like they show the lead up to like how they got to this mm. level of society. And it's like little things that are happening now. Um, so it's like a little scary and it resonates a lot with women. I find it to be very dark. It's a very interesting, very, very good show. Too dark for me because, you know, like life is hard and I don't also want to watch stuff that depresses me even more. Like sometimes right. I just want to watch, right, like all the time. Yeah. Um, Ashley's obsessed with it, as are many people. Mm -hmm. And clearly Kyle Jenner is too. So, or, I mean, Ky Kylie Jenner. So she threw a Handmaid's Tale themed party for one of her friends okay. and had Price like Praise B Vodka. So if you watch the show, you'll know what this is. Praise B Vodka, uh, Under His Eye Tequila, um, and people are just absolutely freaking out. They're like, it's so tone deaf and it's so disrespectful to women. And she's, uh, all the things that are happening out there, she just doesn't pay attention to because she's so elite. And it's, it's Okay, like, well, based on what you just said and what, you, what they just said, that sounds about right. Okay, here's my problem, guys. Okay. All right, and this is the same thing that happened with Game of Thrones. And yes, it's the same thing. It's a TV show, all right? It's based on a book. 
Okay. It's yeah, not yeah, a documentary. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. real life. Right, okay. Right, right, right. Also, Kylie Jenner is a woman. So, yes. you know, and I'm pretty sure she's not part of that like religious group that's trying to end <laughs> women's rights. Okay. Right, I, I'm yeah. a I'm gonna venture to guess. Yes. She's not on that side. She's pretty, yes. she's pretty liberal. All right. So everyone just calm down. Calm down. Take that energy. Keep that same energy. Hold on to it. Shift it towards your local senator. Okay, because Miss Me was hey. flipping out on Kylie Jenner for having a theme party about mm. her favorite show. It's a show. I get it. All right, I'm a woman too. I'm a little afraid. I feel you, but pu- push that energy towards somebody who can actually make a difference. All right, it's a television show. It's not real. Tweets hating on Kylie Jenner get retweeted, not the senator. Thank you. I don't have it. energy for that. Like I get it. Right. It's very scary and eerie and all that stuff. That's why I stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. But you, you tweeting at Kylie Jenner because she had a theme party for a favorite show is not helping anything. <laughs> it's literally helping nothing. It's a complete yeah. waste of your time. Stop doing that. All right. Finally, Rich Eisen put a poll out there. I don't know where this came from, mm-hmm. but he put a poll out there about middle seats on an airplane. I am um, the authority on this yes. because I am a small person and I always get stuck in the middle seat. Right. So um, here's the deal. If someone is in the middle seat, they get both armrests. That's the law. It's in the book. Read it. Okay? It's not debatable. And if you happen to get sit next to me. Now, if I travel with Earl, then it doesn't matter because I just lean on him the whole time. Right. Okay? But if I'm traveling next to strangers, all right, I get both armrests. And if you don't like it, we will be elbow fighting the entire flight. And guess what? I got all day. I got all day for this. And I am extra as with it okay i will i will push i will push i will wiggle i will sigh i will lean back i will poke your elbow until you move that because the middle seat gets both armrests that's the price you pay for having to sit in the middle seat if you have the aisle you have the extra space for the stretching and you have the free air if you you have the the window you can lean up against the window you can get the most space away from the middle seat as possible joy you just said the price you pay Middle seat armrest. You said the price you pay is a luxury. You can't pay a price that's luxurious. You see what I'm saying? Like, no, it's not luxury. That I, I mean, the, the price both of, I mean, in the middle I mean is the, luxurious. That's the price you pay for the suffering of having to sit in the middle uh, seat. You okay. get both armrests. Okay. Uh-huh. okay, these uh-huh. people that get they they, they, they get the, the the aisle and they stretch out and they man spread like this and they get both armrests. Excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. Move yourself. Yeah. Oh my God! And if you if you man spread into my into my space, there's a line. Okay, there's a line. There's a line and a line mm-hmm. on the floor. It is a clear, distinct line. This is my space. This is the purchase. My three hundred and fifty dollars purchase for this Ugh. ticket is within this space. Don't invade it. I will also kick you. I, our air our airplane podcast is gonna be popping, but I am a window guy because I just like to mold. Don't you know you got a little hole with like. I'm big, so I can just like I need. To, I just need to think, of and course. I also don't get. I don't get up. Me I, don't, I just like just like just no, put no, me no. in a little corner. No, you could close the door. Yeah, like it, I, I could just be in here. I'm and not be getting fine. up. I'm not using the restroom. Yeah, I, no. I cannot be bothered for the entire flight in the window. I'm, but I'm so with you. If I end up having to get an aisle seat and my big, my big ass out there, have my shoulder hanging out that invisible line, like there's no invisible lines for these big people. We just spill over into things. It's not my problem that you're not my size. It's not, it, it, but you can't get both the armrests. No, I, I, absolutely not. I get both the armrests. Anyone who's in the middle gets both you the armrests. You get the armrests with are, the plug your size, with your plug in it. If you're your size and you get in the middle seat, you get nope. both armrests. You if get the armrests with your plug in it. With your audio plug, that's your armrest. No. That no, is your armrest. No, you get both. That's it. You get both. <laughs> that's right. You get both. Get Why both. does the person on the aisle get both armrests? 
On the aisle? How's the person on the aisle? No one gets both. Yes. There's a there's a there's a negotiation there's of people, no, and you can have your no, people. It is the rule. Fight. It is the law. It's in the book. Read it. It says if you sit in the middle seat, you get both armrests. And also, if you're one of those people that gets pissed off when people put their seat back, oh. I'm, that's me. That's me. I'm oh, already big. I don't care. As soon as we take, as soon as we lift off the ground, that that shit is back. As soon as we lift, you think it waits till we get to ten thousand feet? Boom. I don't think I'm straight for no. five hours. I just had a, I just had like a seven year old on his first flight playing with the shades in front of me and pushing the seat back. And at one point in time, I just went and put my strong little arm right there, and he was. Mm, mm. And he was so mad. He couldn't figure out what was going on. I was like, you ain't coming back here. No I, more. I don't agree. No with, more. I don't agree with children uh, playing with stuff on planes. You, you got to tell the kid to stop. Uh, but especially when you're when you're invading someone else's space. Yes. I'm not with that. But if I, I, as an adult, choose to recline my seat the little one sure. and a half inch that it allows. You are I'm so doing small. It. Why would you need to put the seat my back? My back hurts. I want to relax. I had a long flight. My ass falls asleep. Can I have five seconds of comfort? Can I have my one you and a half move inch of recline? You just said ass in seat. You just kind of one cheek here. I can't here. do that. What if there's a person one cheek here. next to me? I'm just going to breathe in their face the whole flight? You so small. You can move around. No. I do have plenty of space. It doesn't matter. Every seat is a first class uh, seat for me. But I'm not doing that. I'm they not They make an that. invention where you can shrink yourself going on the planes. Mm. That's the idea. Somebody's talking about giving out free free ideas to people. Honey, I shrunk the kids for the plane. What's your problem, Ash? For what it's worth. The poll that you referenced. Yes. Over 107,000 voters, they vote against you. They're wrong. Every single one of them. And if they get next to me on a, a plane and we have to sit next to each other, they will lose because I will elbow fight them the entire way it's until they're uncomfortable. It's going to happen. And I then hate the person... touching strangers, but it is the one situation where I will I will touch until I get my space. I deserve both of these. If I choose to relent one, then you may have it, but I'm likely not going to relent it. And in which case, you need to move your elbow. I don't like this dictatorship. It's not. It's just a fact. It's a fact of life. It's a fact of life. And all those people are selfish. Selfish, rude. They don't appreciate other people's space. It's your rule that you made up. I'm trying, I I'm, I'm trying to get out. I Really, we're trying to end this thing. But <laughs> Come on. All right. What's in the Migos Culture Report? Uh, last weekend, Mortal Enemies Chris Brown and Drake released a single to compete for Song of the Summer called No Guidance, where the two trade off harmonizing over some sweet young tings. And today is number one on the Apple Music trending charts. Chris Brown is releasing his album Indigo, Indigo on June 21st. You here for Drake Chris Brown beef? Uh, there's no beef because beef is dead, as we know. We we, we talk about this every week. It's uh, there is no such thing as beef anymore. Um, songs songs good, but um, you know, uh, Old Town Road is still still it, no 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 no. We're not going to be able to do that. I, I don't I don't. And I'm ready. I'm ready for a new song. That's not the song of the summer. Chris it's Brown. It's too slow. You need a, the song of the summer needs to be a song. That the windows are down, the sun is shining, mm. and you are vibing. You need a, and you and, need bars. and that's just not it. You just need some. You just need some. And bars. that's this is a good song. That song is a that song is a nighttime summer song. It's not the daytime summer song. And in order for it to be the song of summer, it's got to be a daytime summer song. You're not gonna play There's that. Parameters. I'm just telling you how summer works. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like that's that's how it works. That's how it works. And right now it's still Old Town Road. I'm so, I'm sorry. It just we we just might as well get attached. We have to accept that Old Town Road is the new I Believe I Can Fly. The levels of of ways <laughs> I can push back. I mean, I know that everyone is trying to just to, to like absorb what I just and said, but I, be, I Believe I Can Fly was the most 
overplayed, oversaturated song in the history of musical recordings. No. I think it's safe to say we need a new one. So yeah, okay. Joy's I can just agree ma- with that. Joy's just making a nomination, and I don't hate I'm it. I'm not saying that they are of the same vein. In that, I believe I can fly was was sung in church. Yes. Although I'm on sure there's Jam. a way that oh some God. of the progressive churches can put a spin on old Google Tom Machine. Road. That we oh, got yeah. that for they sure. Get that, it in yeah. there. Yeah. But I mean, it's being played in uh, elementary schools. That's when it, it is that's when number it dies. one elementary school banger. That's when it does. It is the most requested EJ and Bella song in the car. <laughs> EJ knows every word. He's four. Even more <laughs> that's, the, the, the song is created to simplify so kids can know it. It's genius. It's like when uh, um, it's like when Drake made that I'm gonna find your love. Uh, not not that one. It was a one. It was a bad singing Drake song. He was singing terribly a couple summers ago. It's just bad. It's but you when, it, when you try to sound All like a kid. Road is a is a song like a that will go down in the history books. It will live on forever. The remix, and the it, remix, it's doing it right now. The remix, he's he's got an album coming out, and the remix is the only thing on the album. The the original song's not even on the damn yeah, album. Yeah, because the, re, the remix is great. It's got Billy Billy so Ray you, on. So you fighting for a song that isn't even good enough? And it's got the guy that in sings its original uh, form to make the, the debut album of the artist. My achy breaky heart. <laughs> I'm I just don't think you'd understand. It's it. Uh, <laughs> I, all I want to know is I love when I say something that bothers everyone in the room. You can feel the energy I of just, irritation. I, I want I want to know. Yeah, what I mean, Rihanna I mean, I'm, I'm not lying right now. I'm saying facts. They're harsh realities, and this is what we're dealing with. What's next on the culture report? By the way, DJ Khaled complained again. His album moved which is so petty, and I love it so much. It's not a good album, and I don't care how petty it is because it, he's right. He's mad at the label. He's mad at himself because he can't make... He, the music, It wasn't as good as Tyler Crater's album. Simple as that. I mean, I, Moving I, on. I don't know. Okay. What, what's up with the with the sneakers? Uh, Jordan Brand and Stranger Things collab for a lost shipment of shoes that was found in Los Angeles and will be on sale for purchase later on this week, namely tomorrow. All I know is I better see Eleven rocking those Jordans in season three of Stranger mm. Things, which is Netflix July 4th. Are you ready for summer scaries? <sighs> so close right oh I they need usually, another good show they've been releasing in, in uh, on Halloween, uh, Halloween Halloween usually so this is kind of this so is the Jordan fun. ones yeah we have no pic- leaked pictures of these yet right haven't seen any no. of them it's still not even c- confirmed that they're Jordan ones oh it isn't there's a no. lot of rumors going around now I'm mm. saying they're gonna Someone... be some ugly ass team Jordans that don't nobody wanna pick up <laughs> No, stranger. That's strange thing. No, they're gonna be they're gonna be. Excellent. Someone even said it might be apparel apparel only, which just, Ooh, there's no way. So there's no way they would do that. There's no way. No, there's it's no gotta way. be shoes. Let's speak into existence. There's okay, no so way. Ashley is going down to Staples Center tomorrow. She says, sure if you want to meet Ashley, our producer. Yes. Um, wear a sign. Yeah, wear a sign. Says Ashley, the producer. Um, <laughs> but crazy name if it is shoes, I'm gonna need you to pick up a, a size uh, 13. I'll pay you back. Uh, usually, they only let you get one. Well, and clone I love yourself, you, Earl, but no. Clone yourself, and I'm going to need you to get another one. I mean, I think you make the sacrifice. Yeah, I'll bring I think Ziggy you try. with you me. You ask. You ask. You don't take no for an answer, do you? I'll bring Ziggy with me. Maybe they'll... Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Emotional support. Oh, yeah. Animals are basically dogs in LA. I mean, uh, people. <laughs> Animals are basically, basically people in LA. They are. They dogs, are. specifically. Yeah. Um, that's... Uh, it better not be apparel. It's going to be Team Jordans. Hmm. It's even worse. All right. Thanks for joining us this week on the Maybe I'm Crazy pod. We are actually off. 
um, next week for World Cup. So we have recorded a special NBA awards show leading up to the actual NBA awards. Just kind of our our NBA season superlatives. Yeah, know how we do. Um, so make sure you check that out. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page, Maybe I'm Crazy yes. Podcast. Um, Just over 10K uh, subscribers. Yeah, hey. Just last week. Shouts out to Thanks, y'all. Guys. Yes, award winning. Uh, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Newman Show 99, at Joy Taylor Talks, at Baby I'm Crazy Pod on social media. And I uh, hope you guys are enjoying your summer and the NBA Finals and the World Cup. And we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Bye. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Oh.